0: Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit O'Neill's on at O'Neill Sportswear ARU on Facebook and Instagram. Well, I'm delighted to be joined here on a beautiful sunny morning here in Drake, Lansfield, Kenny, with John Mulhall. Hello, Liam. How are you? Thanks very much for coming along, John. I've also got Giggles and Shawnee on the line. I can hear someone banging dishes, banging doors in the background there. Is that you, Shawnee?
1: No, that's Maria. She's just coming in here from the gym and she's banging saucepans there off the, off the counter.
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Go on. Have Maria. a word word there, Johnny. But um, great to have you on the line, lads. This is the first. We have a, an international broadcast in Ireland. Half of us, about one third of us in Ireland and the other two in Australia.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're we're gonna gonna ball <laughs> yeah, we go. Oh my god! Well, obviously, we're, we're here today. We're going to have a look at an amazing weekend in the Leinster hurling championship. Munster also was interesting, but not as as intense as uh, the Leinster championship on Saturday night. And we watched that unfold. Myself and John together, we were watching it. We can touch on that in, in a few minutes. Um, but looking forward, we have uh, a, a giggles corner as well. A very special giggles corner. Giggles quickly touched on it before we come on air. Sounds a little complicated, but we're gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and see can he pull it off? Because he he's been very good at it so far. Are you confident, Giggles?
2: I'm confident in this one, yeah. Um we're asking the two e, do you remember card sharks. He obviously don't. Sean is a little bit older, he's more in my bracket, he does remember <laughs> the So it he used to be on television around one o'clock in the day there when we were in college, I think. So most lads from two thousand and two, two thousand six in the UL will probably remember
0: it. So
1: Yeah, I recall Sorry, I it, all right, Giggles. Yeah, you, you'd
0: have the few years of myself from Mulhall, me and John be early thirties, he'd be late thirties, so you yeah. might have seen some of those things back in the day. Um, <laughs> please, please get in touch with us on AcadiaGA on Twitter, Facebook, and on Instagram. We've had lots of feedback over the last few weeks and giggles as well. I'll be getting you to crunch the numbers on the competition we had at predicting the top three um, for that predictor competition we had. I have a feeling no one had Galway in fourth or fifth. So, no, Jesus,
2: probably not. Yeah,
0: probably not. So we'll, we'll try and get the closest one, and we will get that prize out, which is that beautiful GAA half sip O'Neill's top as a prize. But um, coming up first, let's have a look at Leinster and the weekend that was. It's always you know great to you know to say that you walked the steps of Crow Park and you lifted the McCarthy Cup
3: like and but. You no, know, we never changed one bit from the day we started, let's say, our first game with Clare Moore. going back to your locals and the people that you brought up with and you're reared with and it's just, there's nothing like coming back there. like
0: one the not a fancy oh, open top busland I think we had Duggins, Richard Duggins' lorry and really, yeah. up, up on the back of the lorry and off It's just lovely country and a few bonfires. We, we can hear I you, you, please.
3: Please
0: well, you, please. <laughs> Like, ye are brutal, lads. Like, don't talk, like. And you can't help yourselves. Anyway, it's hard when you're on the other side of the world. Anyway, lads, unbelievable weekend hurling. Um, Myself and John watched the match together on Saturday night in Clear's pub in Kilkenny, along with a few other boys. And it was deadly over here. They actually showed Kilkenny and Wexford, but they were showing the scores as they were coming through from Dublin Galway as well. So we were seeing the goals come through and the scores come through. And, John, it was very worrying being Kilkenny supporter for... Probably the full seventy-four minutes of that game.
3: Yeah, they had it in the paper yesterday. The rundown, like the last ten minutes, Wexford were gone minute one, Dublin were gone minute two. It was changed every minute for ten minutes, and um, oh, sure, it was different, different gravy. Like the Munster championship this year has been a bore fest. Like let's call a spade a spade. Two lads, two lads probably disagree. Leinster, four teams going toe to toe four teams and five pints absolute scenes
0: yeah what was it like for you guys over there did you watch it on the, live on the sun, on the Saturday night or did you wait till Sunday morning
1: I waited till the uh Sunday morning I got up and I didn't hear the scores or anything like that so I got up early Sunday morning got the kids up and try and on or uh, G A go and uh, watch it from there and they actually did have the scores coming up on that as well as if it was live as well Oh, did but it? not. I don't think I don't think it had a kind of like a a split screen like you were it sounded like a, a Sky Sport Super Saturday um for yourself back in Ireland, I'd say. But no, we didn't have that in GA go, but it was still pretty interesting watching it.
0: Yeah, it was really we were saying it was kinda of like the last day of the premiership where, you know, there's three positions to be decided and they're cutting to all the different games and all the different permutations because it was a complete roller coaster. It was as hard a match to watch I had from Kenny supporter as going to any all Ireland. It was, it was more tense because their whole season was on the line. And you could really feel I, that throughout the whole game.
1: I can imagine. And it was it was pretty similar on Sunday because I was listening to the Munster Championship, but I would agree with John that, I guess, looking back on it, the Munster Championship has been a bore fest compared to the Leinster Championship. And what was served up on Saturday in the Leinster Championship was, was phenomenal. And I'd say it would have been even better to be over and to thick of it over there as well.
0: John Reusen. Yeah, and it
2: was probably it was pro- it was probably interesting as well that the le- the mo- the most le- the least likely permutation if you put every permutation on the board before the matches started the least likely one was Dublin to win and Wexford again to draw. Would that be a fair comment? And that's the one that came true.
3: Yeah, like going into it, <clears throat> that was probably the least likely factor, and you couldn't have seen it coming. But Brian Cody, I'd say, saw it coming with about um, with the last puck out. There was definitely, yeah. definitely word went into Owen Murphy to delay the puck out because he stood back from it. He was mm-hmm. about to strike it, you know, to win the game naturally, and someone somewhere said something to him that all was rosy in the garden. So, like, savage, yeah, that I, was, yeah. Because I, I watched, I even watched it back. There was a little like he knew because he was rushing. He was rushing well, he, at first because yeah. he thought
0: he needed to get the win. Yeah, and then he got word and he slowed it down. Yeah,
2: but he probably he probably should have known anyway. Because even if they drew at Wexford, no matter what the result was, on Thursday, because they had three points better than Wexford, they were going to be in the Leinster final. But I wonder. Okay, I saw the. I think you're right. I there was a runner came into him and said, "Jesus, on slow it down." Galway are gone, and I wonder. I wonder was it a kind of a thing of, like every all, all of the pundits are saying, like Kilkenny, Wexford, Limerick, Tipperary, Cork are all delighted that Galway are gone now as opposed to any of the other teams in Leinster, just because they probably have the the more propensity to improve as the championship goes on, especially with Joe Canning coming into it. But I I, I wonder, did someone say to him, go easy because Galway are gone, or go easy just because the draw will do the both of us? I wonder what was the the, the message that was sent into him.
0: I think it was just slow it down. It's nearly 74 minutes. A draw is enough for us. Uh, uh, Like, I know they knew going in that once they didn't lose, they were were fine, but when you're in the heat of battle and you're playing the match, you're thinking we need to win the game. You know, I think O'Murphy probably wasn't processing... That we a draw is fine. He was probably we need to get another score.
1: Would have been so But didn't b- kick any finish with a wide though, didn't that?
0: Uh, Isn't that what the game finished? No, it no, finished up finish three. It finished up in play down in the Wexford D, I think.
2: Did yeah. It?
3: Yeah. yeah, After
2: the free, yeah, just after oh. the free, it was blowing
3: up. It would have been yeah. some scenes though. Do you, do you remember we about ten minutes ago go? O Murphy ran in to take the poke out, and the ball hit the post.
0: Oh my God, Lee Chin hit the post. Yeah. Oh yeah,
3: and oh, <laughs> imagine if O'Murphy Murphy had to be still picking up his hurl, and the the Wexford, <laughs> the Wexford full forward had it in the back of the net, like, and Kenny went out on that. Like, it would have been absolutely scandalous.
0: Yeah. Yeah. and look, it was a it was a brilliant match though. Like it didn't have you know free flow and hurling that you might see in, you know, the Munster Championship, the kind of exhibition type game stuff. But the hitting that was in that game from start to finish and I felt for I can hear you taking a breath there, Sonny. I felt for um Killian Buckley and Walter coming in, and particularly Buckley, he came in having not played for Kilkenny in a long, long time, like the pace of the game. Like, it was a really hard first game to come back into. And, like, Cody made five changes from the last day, like, you know, and, and was making sure he had the right personnel for the game. But, again, he had to make changes fairly quickly um, and used probably three or four subs throughout.
1: It was yeah, really think, really attritional and stuff. Um, with, with, with the Wexford and Kikini game, it was by far the best game all weekend, I thought. um, It was just, like, it was nearly old school, you know, Kikini-Wexford back in the back in the nineties and that and it was just like toe to toe. There was as you said, there was no free running. Although and seeing that, like it, the Kikini, it was weird, it was kinda of strange the way, not strange, but actually pretty good to see that Kikini completely changed the way they normally play. You know, what route one tactic that they normally have when it gets attritional. They really started to play the running game against Wexford and went toe to toe in that type style of a game, I thought but it just meant that there was so much around the middle that, um, as you said, it was just like tackle after tackle, and and like Killian Buckley, like he got a lot out of that game. now you know, just in in terms of conditioning and getting them ready for the for the Leinster final. Um, but you could see, all right, he was he was a bit off the pace when when he did come on. Yeah, he, yeah. He,
2: do, you, uh, do you think do you think over and kick any lads now? I, I, I'll, be, I'll be a bit favourable for Kilkenny on this, especially some of their forwards. But like. Everyone's talking about the massive com- competitive game that it was and it was tough and it was manly and all that. But like, at the end of the day, there were some blatantly obvious fouls that were not given by the referee. And that has to be very frustrating, especially the forward. Take the example of Billy Ryan who was out in the corner. He must have been fouled three different times. Uh, and eventually the extra backs ripped the ball off him and went down the field and think they got a point out of it. So I know everyone's talking about the great battle that it was. But at the end of the day, there was probably... 40 freeze not given in the whole game, like which is kind of a little bit... Uh, Giggles, it doesn't seem well with me anyway.
3: Look, it's like this now. I've watched the whole championships through there now, and the referees are getting involved too much, in my opinion. Like, a lot of the games in Munster have been ruined by refereeing too many frees. And, like, I know it's nearly in an un- unmanageable unrefereable game now hurling because there's so much going on you can't do everything. But like there was still loads of frees in the Kenny Wexford match. Like, There was still... Like if if refs are to blow every free the game is ruined. I know, I know you're trying to say that like blatant ones but like I think the game has gone two stops starting early and I know the referees were told we have to come in and say get control of these games but sure... It's to the Ruination of the Game I think
0: Yeah I don't Think there again, no. again it comes Back to Giggles I think there Was no like Dirty strokes In that, really, in that game on, on Saturday You know what I Mean there was Nothing like it Was, it no. was tough and There was you know There was a lot of that One handed tackle Stuff you know Conor Fogarty's Probably the best At it coming in Holding on then Letting go there Was lots of that But I felt like And it was Singled out in the Paper there I was Reading Derek McGrath said as Well like he let It flow like he Made a call to let It flow and we Got we got a Cracker because of It if you were Forward Giggles yes you had a tough time on Saturday night for both sides. You know what I mean? Both sides. Well, the, the Billy
2: Ryan, the Billy Ryan one was the one that sticks in my head I know it? it was clearly your man for about three seconds was holding on to his hurley and he was trying to get the ball out and he was in the corner and if you were, if you were to kick any lad, you were like, sure, what can you do there? Like, it just allows more fouling. I, I take your point, like a lot of lads are scoring the 12 and 13 points from freeze in the Munster Championship and maybe it's not um, as strictly refereed in the Leinster Championship I don't know, but it does. It does take away from the nature. I'm Watching Kilkenny and and Wexford the last day, your heart was popping out of your chest because it was so exciting. But it it, it was it was interesting because K. Kenny were probably on the end, the receiving end of not getting some free as opposed to Wexford. I think Wexford probably busted it a bit more physically than Kilkenny in the whole
3: game. No, I know we're we're me and Liam are blowing up Leinster here, but like the the four grounds in Leinster are very conducive. Like, when they have full houses to great atmospheres and great games. Like, yeah. Like, Wexford Park, Parnell Park, Pierce Stadium and Nolan Park are all unbelievable places. And then add in, like, the factor that Pierce Stadium and Wexford Park are so, like, on the sea. that the, the wind, yeah. you, it's a disaster to play in both of those places, really. like And they're tight as well. So, like, when you have games in those places, it's like a war if the two teams are evenly matched and like in Dublin it was crazy like like the goalie getting a pint. the scenes never has it (laughs) like it was the first I've always been waiting for it to happen it's the first time it's actually happened from play from play Mm. is it has it ever happened before lads
1: Uh, I can't remember it in here
2: uh, I, I do remember a goal, a goal scoring a goal from play, John for Kerry in 1993 against Blow and West Park, unfortunately, but um, that, that's a long time ago now, and that's a tight pitch as well. But no, I, I agree with you saying the pitches are the atmosphere just sounded electric at at both games, both in Parnell Park and in Wester Park, and to see all the, the the supporters on on both pitches afterwards, and come on, you boys in blue being roared out of Parnell Park and. I'm sure the purple and gold was broken out in some quarters in Wexford Park as well. So it it, it was uh, and we don't disagree with you on the Leinster Championship this year. You can't sure, it. has been
1: amazing. Um, no, I wouldn't agree either, but I can but if you look down like and this is not a counter argument or anything by no manner of means, because like the Leinster Championship definitely won out in, in this season. But um like Munster, the Munster or the the Tipperary and Limerick had forty thousand and Carquin Clare was a. Uh, was a cauldron down in Innes no so attendances
0: atten- had- attendances are up in Munster Sean you're right there's actually been uh, I think it's like an extra 10 or 20,000 have gone to Munster games this year yeah. and Leinster has actually yeah. dropped in attendances a little bit which is interesting yeah. like yeah you said like that game on on Sunday between Limerick and Tip which was a nothing game essentially had 40,000 exactly. amazing
3: yeah, I, yeah. I, I couldn't understand it like I couldn't understand the crowd I was like I didn't understand that both teams are true. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly, yeah. I couldn't. I was the same, John. I was like, what are they going to see? Should they're going to be... And now,
3: now they're all going the to be given out that again. they have to go back again.
0: Yeah, it's in Limerick, though. Yeah, yeah I know it's in Limerick. It's in Limerick this
2: time, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll get, we'll That'll
0: get, be even a better atmosphere. Yeah, we'll get to Munster in a minute. But it was fascinating at the end of the game. Obviously, we, you know, once Kenny didn't lose, they were true. But Wexford actually weren't sure at the end because they didn't know what was coming through from Parnell yeah. Park. And on the field... Davy Fitz and his, and his backroom team didn't know. Like, they, they were bemused. They didn't know what that result actually meant. The Wexford players didn't know what it meant. Aidan Nolan went up and abused the ref for not playing the required amount of additional time. He got sent off after the full-time whistle, got a red card, yeah. because the clock in, um, in Wexford Park... Showed seventy three minutes and twenty seven seconds, but the clock on the TV showed he played over seventy four minutes. So the Wexford players and fans thought he had blown it up thirty five seconds too early, and were livid because they thought they were gone. And then they had to get the PA. My sister was at the match; they had to get the PA to announce it over the the speakers in Wexford Park that Wexford and Kenny were true. And then all was all was okay. But there was five minutes where there was absolute chaos in Wexford Park.
3: But that's what I'm saying.
0: Like, if you,
3: if you... no, that Someone knew to tell Owen Murphy a minute before, and then all the Wexford lads were so slow, you could nearly say, that they didn't know for about five minutes after. Yeah. Like, who who was saying to Owen Murphy that both
0: teams were true? Like, that's unbelievable. No, well, they were saying Kilkenny were sweet, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. You know, but... I
2: I, I think someone had told, had told Aiden Nolan that there was a few Kilkenny boys up the top and the stand there pissing in the powder. And he wasn't too oh, happy about oh, it. Oh, here we go! <laughs> here we go. Oh, oh, <laughs> but come here, come here, just just to bring it back to the game for a minute, because it was so much hullabaloo. So I think the turning point you have to agree was Adrian Mullen's goal, and what a goal it was!
0: Oh, phenomenal goal, and for a fella who got hauled off after thirty minutes against Galway last weekend, you know, first year on the senior panel, you'd be like. That must be hard for him to take, and then to come in and score one three from play with TJ not firing, TJ not scoring from play, and for your, your one of your youngest players in your squad, and to take that goal because that ball that Colin Philly gave him was actually a terrible ball. He actually had it was a, he actually had an unbelievable touch to bring it back into his the hand. The touch
1: was incredible. The touch was amazing in at speed, you know, and in flight, and just like take it down, turn, bang into the net. It nope. was unbelievable. The
3: incredible thing was I was talking to a lot less the. Week before saying that Adrian Mullen shouldn't have been taken off. Now I know I was. They were saying, "Oh, sure, he didn't do anything, or he didn't, and he hit the ball wide, but sure, he hadn't done anything." Like games can pass you by for twenty minutes, and you mightn't get on the ball. And then, like in fairness to the chap, to come out and then put one tree from play on the board when no one else scored. Bar I think Dearmer McKeef got four points, but yeah. Adrian Mullen was the only Kilkenny forward on show the other day like so in fairness Kilkenny are lucky that Adrian Mullen stepped up after TJ the day before you know so thank God for the belly Hale lads at the moment yeah
0: and Joey Hole came so in and and jo- Cal- Joy- Joey Holland had an amazing game I thought Colin Fenley for a, when he scored a point for play the work he did yeah. in holding up the ball the amount of ball that stuck to him
3: I I actually think Colin Finley's having his best year with Kilkenny over all the yeah. years nearly he's kind of central to what we're what we're at and I know he's not scoring But he's He's hooking Blocking and setting up More than he did Other years I'd say
2: Yeah And I think the thing With Adrian Mullen as well Is and I think In the first five minutes Of the game What's your man's name With the red helmet Is it Matthew Hanlon Is it Yeah He came bursting out With the ball And he absolutely Put Adrian Mullen On his on his back And I thought Okay that's Mullen Gone there again now This week again Because he was After being taken off No last week. no That was Liam Ryan That was, was Liam Ryan Full back Liam Ryan. Yeah, Liam Ryan came out and put him on. I knew it was one of them. One of them two big Wexford lads down the middle. But in fairness to Mullen he came on and I was even better about the goal the touch was amazing and it was a terrible pass. He did, right? it was like, he shouldn't have got the pass. And then he went in and sent the keeper the wrong way, like perlow like he was taking a penalty. He broke the risks and put him, put it to the right and just tapped it into the corner. Like, he plays with such kind of ease and you could kind of be mistaken in the game like you Kenny and Wexford the last day that he looks like he's not trying, but he kind of has this kind of nearly Morris Fitzgerald esque about him that he's kind of lazy looking. But he's scoring one three or one four, and he's he's a he's a fantastic player to be fair.
3: Look, look, we've known about Adrian Mullen for a long time. He, you might know that he played five years of college as hurling. So he went to school or secondary school young. He then repeated fifth year and repeated sixth year. Oh my god. That's four years, <laughs> and was honoured in third year. He was in goal in third year, so he, I think he has three colleges All-Irelands and lost another final.
0: That's unbelievable.
3: <laughs> that's <a> nice, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. that's good pedigree coming in, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> um. So, like, this guy is, like, different level, and, you know, like, for a lad, well, I think he's still 19 to be coming in and doing what he's doing. Like, as we said before, I think the last time Cody, I'd say there's only been two nineteen-year-olds have met it in the Cody era. Three, maybe. Chaff-
0: Tom- Chaffis, Patrick,
3: Tommy, no. Cha, Cha, and JJ. I'd say. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And and look, what was also interesting as well was look, TJ Reid. We gave him all the, the plaudits last week after scoring two five from play. Unmarkable. Martin Gerard McInerney did like just kept Kilkenny alive in that game. It was kind of refreshing to see from Michael point of view that, look, TJ was held scoreless from play. Now, Kilkenny only scored 118. It's not a, a huge return, but it wasn't going to be a high-scoring game down in Wexford Park. But that we weren't reliant on TJ to deliver the goods for us because he wasn't firing. He was being absolutely pulled and dragged off every ball. And fair play to Matthew and Hanlon did a great job on that and, and upsetting him. But I think a key moment was when TJ came out and struck a free... From probably 80, 85 meters out, with around three or four minutes to go, not playing well, not in the game, and slotted it over the bar. So he still stood up and required, but didn't fire from play, um, which I think and seeing Adrian Mullen step up is a big boost for Kilkenny.
1: Yeah, and and to be fair too as well, like to, to Wexford in this in this kind of context as well, like Wexford really brought a lot to the game as well, and I think we said it a few weeks back there about you know, the style of Wexford and, you know, will it, will it get him, will it see him through for the rest of the year? But it, it's still, it's still a great, it's still a great um, message they have to watch them playing the way they do. And to be fair to Matthew Hanlon, I, I I think you're doing give him a discredit there, Liam, in terms of like pulling and dragging. He actually pushed on a lot forward and did a lot off the ball when he wasn't wrangling up um, TJ a lot and scored a massive point, set up a couple of important scores as well for Wexford. So, that kind of style of play is just—it was so good to watch it, and and you could even see the Kilkenny side in as well. Reminiscent as of your, earlier, they,
3: reminiscent of yourself, Sean in full flow.
1: I'll show you, of course. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, know, he's a wing forward now, John. <laughs> the backs are over.
0: <laughs> he's moving up the field. He's moving up field. To- <laughs> I have to, go,
1: I have to go up and show him, John. What's, what's, what, how, how to do it up in the half hour? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're
3: you're gone into the Brian the- Corcoran mode there now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But anyway, getting away. Not enough about me now. You can go through me and some other, some other part. Especially one, you, Sean. Yeah, just like you see Paul Murphy as well from the Kenny side, moving up. You know, moving up past half uh, midfield, setting up scores like that. Like and both fields really with that. Uh, and scored. pushed up, yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What was it? And of
1: course. Podrick Walsh's massive point well, it was unbelievable. From the score. from the sideline was yeah. was an incredible score as
0: well. But I was talking to just a friend of mine yesterday about um Dave Ryan about the how the round robin has worked, and he brought up a good point about the issue with the points you get for a win and the points for a draw. That essentially now in the round robin, because you only get two points for a win, if you win one game, you are going to be in with a shout until the very last game, right? So like like you had Claire yesterday, even though they've been essentially rubbish all year they won one game against the next worst team in, their, in the round robin and they were still in with a hunt, that is there an argument mm. to be made that you get three points for a win? Because if you get three points for a win then and you're going to get a point for a draw, it does take out probably the the two lesser teams in the group are unlikely dentists to get in in the last minute. Yeah. You know it's something. But
1: I okay, guess so you're you're taking away the excitement that we're all talking about in for the last twenty minutes.
2: Yeah, so so Liam, if you if you had the sex same scenario, it was three points for a win and only one point for a draw, you would have had Kilkenny, Galway and Dublin all on seven points, correct? One draw and two wins each. And you would have had Wexford on six points and so Wexford would be out of the championship.
0: Yeah. I'm just I'm just saying, if you think like I'm not saying that's the, the answer, but thinking about it. Like hurting, yeah, yeah. football in the leagues are always been two points. But now you're in this round robin thing; it is a bit different, you know. Like you do get to stay in and hang in with there with just one win. It's something to, I don't know. It's something they might need to look at. I love the excitement, Sean. Don't get me wrong; it was unbelievable finish to the whole thing on Saturday night, and even on Sunday with the Cork and Carken and the, a and the tip game as well. That you know there was a permutation still to be wrangled. But I don't know; it's just something to have a look at. If there are teams that are getting absolutely tanked, but they because they won one game, they're still in with a shout.
2: Yeah, it's interesting one. Yeah, when, when when you do it like that, yeah, Wexford go out because they've only beaten Carlow and they've drawn it, three games. Wexford are in the
0: yeah. final, having beaten beaten Carlow, that's the only game they won. No, in yeah. fairness, they had three brilliant draws and they and they could have easily won all the other three games. But you know, it's just something. Games, yeah. It's just something I think that might need to be looked at. Um, but obviously, look, at, let's quickly touch on Galway before we go on to Giggles Corner. Galway gone, Joe Canning rush back, comes on, scores two points. I think Galway were just super complacent going into this game. I think they thought once they'd beaten Kenny the weekend before that they were home and hosed and they probably didn't think they were going to lose up in Dublin. Maybe they thought they might get a draw, in worst case. But I reckon they're fairly certain that they were true after the last weekend's game.
2: I think I th- I think I think you might be a bit underestimating Galway the there. I think we talked last week about some of their forwards without Joe Canning being a bit complacent, in particular like Niall Burke and Jason Flynn. You also have to factor in that. It was Galway's third week in a row, right? Last year was the teams with four, played four weeks in a row, ended up not doing well. This year it's the team they are playing three weeks in a row aren't doing well. And it was Galway's third game in three weeks, I think. And Dublin were coming in fresh. They've got Matty Kenny, who's a Galway man, managing them at home in Parnell Park. There, there was a lot of like potential negatives for Galway going into that game. I, I wouldn't imagine they would have been as complacent as you're kind of making out. Um, I just think Dublin are in Parnell Park are a different beast. They got the goals, they got the crowd behind them. Galway looked like they ran out of steam, and they, in, in the end, they had no answer back for them, and they just didn't have the leadership. When Joe Canning, like he, he was only coming back for for twenty five minutes, and he's their biggest player by a mile. Like he's like TJ when I And the last, um, what's his name
1: as well? Um, oh, what's his name? the name of the main forward this year front? Connor Whelan. Oh, Connor. Yeah. Connor Whelan was a Connor massive Whelan, loss. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was another factor as well, Giggs, And Yeah,
2: but you have to give you have to give Dublin credit. They went they went for the game. Jesus, no more than Rexford have attacking wing backs. Jesus, yeah. seeing Chris Crummy up there twice, winning a penalty and scoring a goal. And um, your man who hit him a shoulder must be killing himself. He must have thought to himself, if he just let him through, he would have gone too far wide. But he kind of shouldered him into the path of the goal. It, w- it was kind of a. A benefit for him when he went in and scored it, and look, they they they, they put it, they like you'd argue that they were the better team for half against Kilkenny. They drew at Wexford. They beat Carlow and they beat Galway. They beat. They were in the league semi-final against Limerick, who they put it up to. So they're they're on an upward trajectory as well, and I'm sure. Dale Revel coming in, kind of playing the John McDonough, winners or runners-up, and a quarter-final, and i say they
1: fancy themselves to get to a semi-final this year.
0: Yeah, huge credit. And you
1: also, Giggles, You, we've got forgot, we forgot to mention, um, what's his name? We, you were writing him off there to start the campaign. Colin Cole McKeeney. Um, Cole Keeney, and he was, uh, he was one of their main main men who drove it forward for Dublin at the weekend. That's, finta- you that's vintage you, Giggles.
3: like ru- ru- You were a big man for age, like, ruling lads out. Like.
1: yeah. You should not know that, no this just did. <laughs> Experiences, everything giggles. I, th- yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the last time I was on
3: this show, you were giving Colonel Keeney shade as well.
2: I think that's the one to are referring to, John. I think it was a year and a half ago I talked about Colonel Keeney now, and they're just bringing it up to roots now, to be honest.
3: And, like, he got his three, uh. he got his three pints in the 60th minute onwards, like, when the game was in the melting pot. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Alright, we, right, no. we might leave it there for Leinster, because we're already a uh, half an hour in here and. John needs to be on a train in 35 minutes to Dublin, so we are under a bit of pressure here. So we might move on from Leinster and we will go with a giggles corner, a very special giggles corner. Right.
3: No, there was, there was no tangle, right? It was an off-the-ball incident, right? And I made my feelings like, we've played him now twice. He didn't stay down for no reason, like, and that cost us a score, right? Now, I've seen other people come onto the field and make points and be just as animated. Yes, there's one fella I, I'll get sent all the time, and I, I don't think it's personally fair myself. And if you look at the whole thing, I can promise you, you'll see more people giving out. But that official wanted to make a name for himself and fair play to him, he probably did.
0: Okay, very good. Very special giggles corner. Sounds super complicated. Giggles are gonna give you one minute. No 30 seconds to explain it and off we go.
2: Okay, lads, there was there was an American game show called Card Sharks. It was out there in the, the late 80s, early 90s, and Basically, what it was, was uh, a game show host would turn up a card, a big card on the board, and then the contestants had to go higher or lower. So, for example, if they turned up the jack of hearts, the contestants would probably go lower. And then if the contest- if the card turned up to be a six, they moved on to the next card. And then they go higher, and it might be a king. And then they go lower. And if they got to the end, which was five cards, they got to go on and play for the car, okay? So that was that was a theory. We're going to play card sharks with a hurling twist here, and we're going to... We're going to play it in hurling appearances. OK, so if I say John Mulhall and he's made 15 appearances for Kilkenny, do you want to do you, do? you bet the next person is going to be higher or lower? But I'm going to let you know the name. So i will say Liam Lenehan, how many appearances does he have? And you have to guess whether that's higher or lower than John Mulhall. Mm-hmm. And so on and so forth. Sean, has got the hang of this yeah. game already. <laughs> Sean, you're
0: very sharp today, Sean. Maybe, I think Giggles oh. off the air might have explained it to you. <laughs>
2: What we're going to to do is um, we're going to go three individually but Hall is going to go first then Liam and then Shawnee, right? If you get all the way through the five players that you're going to get you get to go on for the winner question and play for the car. Obviously we're not giving away the car (laughs) for the question,
3: right? I want one of those those new tops you have, let's.
0: Yeah, we can arrange that. If you you
2: win, you get a new top. if,
0: If you win, you get Shawnee's top. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's one other rule That if you don't like The name of the guy That's gone in there You get one replacement So you can say You can say the words I want to change that card Giggles And I'll change it for you To a All different Giggles. player Okay
0: Well explained Giggles Go for it so up first I'm starting
2: off I'm starting off here John Mulhall And it's 50 is the number 50 appearances Right So I'm going to give The name of the next guy And you've got to guess Whether they've had More or less than 50 So I'll say higher or lower Okay
3: right,
2: You get with me Yep yeah. So Damien Fitzhenry, higher or lower? Lower. John, you're out of the game. That seems Oh! Damien Fitzhenry had fifty-six appearances for Wexford, so he's he, you're out of the game. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Go on. We're moving on to Liam. Liam, we're starting you off at fifty as well. Okay, remember that. Fifty. So the next. 50 yeah 50 appearances so the first person up for you Liam is Joe Canning has he had more or less
0: uh less
2: all right the Kenny boys are bought out Joe <laughs> Canning has also had it's <laughs> going to be a sharp moment <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joe Canning had also 56 appearances for Galway oh right my god he's around is a long time Sean you, you need to save, save the show here you're <laughs> starting at 50 as well Sean
0: okay?
2: yeah maybe look at the, 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 the analysis and that. so Lark has he had more than 50 appearances for Tipperary
1: Lore.
2: oh Jesus lads you've killed game. he's had oh! more <laughs> why did you Lark name
3: Harbutus, why so did
2: Lark you start
3: why did you time. start Always with more than 50. why did
2: you start with a real like claw? easy one yeah <laughs> Now Carver had 60 appearances for tip we were So going, the alright. right Go on
3: We were
1: going Nobody we're, gets the we're gonna do.
2: do you know what we're going to do? We're going to start with Damien We're going to go back over to you We're going to give you one mulligan each Right Right. Here we go We're going to go fast So okay,
3: back, back to you but hall.
2: hall Damien Fitzhenry The number you're at John is 56 Okay So Niall McCarthy of Cork Has he had more or less, less. Lower or higher Less lower. Correct Niall McCarthy had 50 Well do done, John believe. It's
0: actually well higher John
2: the next, the next man up So you're at 50 again Tommy Welsh from Kilkenny Is he had higher or lower?
3: Uh, higher
2: Correct Tommy Welsh has had 56 appearances for Kilkenny The next one up is DJ Carey Has he had more or less than 56?
3: Um, lower
2: Oh, hit the pole You're gone there DJ Carey actually had 57 appearances For a few Oh, Oh so you've, you've got two Wait. right, John You've got two right But you're, right. you're in the lead, right? Okay. okay, Liam, back to you, right? So Joe Canning has had 56 appearances That's your, where you're at right now Yeah, okay The next the next man up is Davy Fitzgerald Has he had more or less than Joe Canning? More Correct Davey Fitzgerald had 60 appearances for Clare Brilliant The next man up... And remember, you've all got one replacement if you want to replace that person. The next man up is Ben O'Connor of Cork. As he had more or less than 60 at Davy Fitzgerald? Less. No, you're out of the game. I
0: would have ben said
2: O'Connor, more to him. Ben O'Connor, no, he did say. I, he, he said, I, said, more. Less, he I said less. I said
1: less. This is embarrassing. <laughs> oh, oh, no, sorry. I would have said less. Sorry. Yeah, okay. to go right, go ben on.
2: O'Connor had six, 62 appearances. Right. We're back with you, Shawnee. You have to get two or more to beat Mulhall otherwise he gets this their one
1: talent. this one last long go on
2: okay so Larry Corbett is at 60 appearances does Dan Shanahan have more or less than Larry Corbett? oh more no okay. yes <laughs> 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 I was confident Dan Shanahan has 52 and then I was going through yours then Tony <laughs> Brown is 65 Brendan Cummins is 73 and Henry Schiff is 71 that was your line your line what hall was Damien Fitz, Damien Fitzhenry, Niall McCarthy, Thomas, DJ Carey at 57 where you missed out. And then Brian Relain at 55. And oh you mate. got two So sure, why were you having you them so close?
3: Sure. Jesus. Sure, that, that's
2: why that's, that's the game. But you still won, John. You won the I, hard I know, game. I
3: know. It's tough. Okay. That's a tough right. game. i going to
2: I'm gonna throw. This is this is to get his tracksuit pants now as well, but You get to move on to play for the car,
3: right? All right, okay.
2: So who 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 has more appearances out of these three players? Okay, who has the most appearances? Sean Halpin Niall Gilligan, or Tom Kenny?
3: Right, um, Tom Kenny. Niall yeah, Gill- I put Niall Gilligan in third, and I'm going to. Gotta go with Tom Kenny.
2: No, Tom Kenny's got the least actually. Tom Kenny is fifty-three, <laughs> Gilligan is fifty six, and Sean Oak is fifty-seven, would you believe? So Sean, you get to keep the taxi fans, but you lose your top. You lose
0: top. <laughs> Giggles, if you can bring that top over which uh, you're flying in a few weeks, you can give it to John and France. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Giggins, that was another excellent Giggles corner. Well done. A big like I think John's feedback is valid. You could have spread them out a little bit. You put them all very close together on appearances. But he could have just got the
2: answers right as well, lads. That's kind of the other side of it.
0: <laughs> that's a good game. It's yeah, good game. yeah <laughs> we're gonna we're
3: gonna go reading up on appearances now.
0: <laughs> did you go league and championship games, or what did you go on? Oh, just championship.
2: championship. Yeah, we, 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 we. we all right. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well. Uh, if I do that, that's so. <laughs> 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 all right. Coming up next, uh, we're going to have a look at Monster Championship, the lesser of the two championships. <laughs>
3: Keeps the planet spinning Ah, uh, the force from the beginning
0: We're now got in past the injury time Kelly has to go for distance The referee doesn't blow his whistle Ball comes out towards Donald Donovan. Blair have the ball. Patrick O'Connor sends it into the centre. They have to hold possession. The referee gets out of the way. Hand-passes on. Donald Donovan is the left corner back. He hits it. He hits it. What? It's over the bar. Oh, holy Moses. What a match. I have
2: never experienced God, anything Red, like it. Blow it and up, ref. Blow it up. Brian Gavin, blow up the final whistle. Surely, he's looking at his watch and he's blown the final whistle. It's a draw for the second year in a row. We come too far to give up Who
0: we are So let's raise the bar. Okay, very good. Poor old Claire didn't get too lucky at the weekend. They are gone, even though after a great win over Cork. The Monster Championship, interesting on Sunday. Tip and Limerick, like we said, Tip and Limerick were safe. Limerick made some interesting team. Um, selection with some of their key players not starting and if you're a clear supporter looking on at that you would be very disappointed John I suppose you would but
3: like I don't think the Limerick lads they have the best panel in the in the championship and like I couldn't believe Shane Dowland had a bad game and he's been unbelievable coming on just a few things didn't go right They still only lost by four points Tip have lost two hurdlers now Um. It's they working out perfectly for Limerick. And it is, yeah. And their their arch rivals gone as well. So it was a wonderful weekend for Limerick now.
0: Yeah, I think it's very interesting. I think when Tip and Limerick saw will be knocked out with the weekend, I reckon Tip and Limerick were the happiest about that result rather than Kilkenny and Wexford. I think Tip and Limerick are the two the top two outstanding teams still left in the in the whole overall championship. Um Tipperary are just gone full throttle all the way for this championship they're not holding anything back they want to win every single game it will be hard to it looks like now they might have to beat limerick three times you know like which is something that we talked about in the last episode so we'll be interesting to see how that muster final plays out similarly to kenny wexford um but like you said bottom and call barrett bottom in particular had been hurling an excellent under name sheedy and he's that worker i suppose uh who gets through so much um turnovers with so many different possessions and has actually been weighing in with some more scores this year under Sheedy, which has been different than other years if, if if you look through the all the games
3: so far, I'd say the top three touches like touches of a ball into the hand two of them were Bonner-Mars in the previous matches, like he did two unbelievable touches, and then Mullins then the weekend, but like I think it was one of the matches against Clare, like straight down into the hand and turned into one and like Bonner over the, like, wouldn't be known for his hurling over the years in comparison to other hurdlers like Hoggy or lads like that. And when I saw the touches, I was like, Jesus, that's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. So, it- his
2: close control is, is, is phenomenal, and he puts the hand down where the hurley probably should be, and it just hits it straight away. But I guess on the other side, like Limerick weren't guaranteed to be in the Munster final, and most people would have thought Cork would have won the game against Clare going in so I, I couldn't I understand it worked out perfectly for Limerick but they took a big risk because if Cork had won the Clare game like everyone expected them to, Limerick would be in third as well and they kind of said that they wanted to win a Munster but maybe there's nothing in that I don't know what your take is on that lads
0: Yeah well that's an interesting one because I've heard things before the weekend was that Limerick didn't actually care about getting into the Munster final that they were happy to go through in third now I don't believe that to be honest but one, there was that talk going around
3: Look they won the All-Ireland from that position last year Yeah um, yeah. there's an argument you get to play like whoever loses this match now I'd be more so I think Limerick are going to win so if Tip lose they're going to have the dubs in a yeah. quarter final say all going well for Dublin and like Dublin have previous there already this year so you know it's going to be interesting
1: yeah I don't think I don't think uh, Limerick win first already either because I think it's pretty obvious from from the way they picked our team, and John Coyley was outwardly saying that he wanted to win every match and he wanted to go to a Munster final to have won 1-1, but I'd say it's pretty obvious from the team selection, you know, that they weren't overly, you know, going 100% to win that game, and uh, as you quite rightly said, John, you know, everything is kind of worked out perfectly for them. kahal Barras is, like, if there's any weakness in in the um, in the temporary team, it's in that full-back line, and, that's not even a weakness because they've been solid all year but Cahill Barrett is their top man in that full back line so you know there's a there's a bit of a creak in the armour possibly for Tipperary going into the Munster final and I'd say things are looking well for Limerick at the moment but I, I think I think um I don't think they were going all out to win that game
2: and you could see Anthony Daly then as well before on Sky Sports he was like a dog like because he's like look at the team Limerick are after picking it's basically giving Clare no chance of going through whereas well, if Limerick had won the game Cork would have been out do you know what I mean so it, it was it was a bit, it was signal for Clare people as well but like if you look at if you look at the Limerick game plan right and who are the four key players for them or three of the four anyway is Declan Hand in the centre back yeah. um, Key Lynch mm-hmm. in midfield and Gerard, McC- uh, Gerard Hegarty in wing forward in terms of winning the puck outs and coming back into the defence they're the three key players and the, the one person I'd say that was like the weak link for Limerick in terms of being able to distribute the ball was Dan Morrissey at centre back. Like he just couldn't do what Declan Hannan does. And then when Declan Hannan links up with Key Lynch, the distribution is just way better. Whereas Limerick half back line was lumping ball down. Um, you could even see then when Graham Mulcahy came on, he got two or three balls, and I think scores came from them straight away. He was, was, was a different player. Shane Dowling, as you said, John, earlier. He's not suited to playing the first 50 minutes where you have to work your hole off and go back and play as a half-back and a half-hard and a midfielder at the same time. Like, just, He's not built for it. Like, he's built for going in on the break in the last 20 minutes and scoring three points or one-three because the lads around him are tired and he's got superior hurling to them. So it was like... Uh, uh, John Kiley, <laughs> he's a good poker face in fairness to him because he's saying, oh, we went out and we gave the panel a the run. But I'd say secretly, he's he's he was trying to pick... Which one of those three in the half back line is going to get dropped in important games? Will it be Dan Morrissey, or Paddy O'Loughlin? And he was trying to pick the midfield partner for um, Key Lynch, and he was trying to see then the Seamus Flanagan and, she- and Shane Dowling have a, a, a safer starting position. In, and what he found out against Tipperary was none of those four lads are going to start.
3: In fairness, Paddy O'Loughlin didn't. Yeah. Put, put, Paddy O'Loughlin didn't put a foot wrong again. He was brilliant again. In my opinion,
2: Dan Morrissey's yeah. not going to get the start. I don't think in in the in the in the next in the Munster final. I think Paddy O'Loughlin, Diarma Burns, did a wing back, and you'll have Declan Hanna centre back. He, O'Loughlin, will keep his position, I'd
1: say. And then you had the, like the Limerick spread of scores was nearly all out of freeze then as well. Like you had Galen who had twelve, you know, twelve points, ten from freeze. Tom Morrissey two sixty five, you know, and then you had Keen Lynch, O'Leary, and Mulcahy would points from play. Then, you know, so there. It's it right, says it all, kind of really. It's right. You're at. It's right on the
3: edge of them not trying to win if Galan hadn't to be playing, he had to kind of play Gallan to... Not make it look completely <laughs> obvious. Yeah, not make yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> And, like, Galan was the one lad he should have been resting in terms of, like, he Keeping was...
2: Keeping him hungry. Yeah, yeah but sure,
3: he's, he's on the go with Mary Eye there all the years, and even this year he was playing Fitzgibbon. So he was the lad... Like, Hannan didn't need a rest unless he was injured, which could potentially be the case either, but... Like I think there was
2: a small injury with Hannan, I
3: think there was a small that's saying, why he wasn't even on the panel He was on yeah, 26 But the yeah. injured Yeah, oh no, I thought I Gillan thought shouldn't have played like if you were going that
0: Yeah look, and I suppose as well, watching the game really, while Tibray never ran away with it, they were never really in trouble Like no. you know, they were looking, they had that kind of constant 3-4 point buffer all the way throughout, Limburg kept kept into that but never pushed on closer, you know. So it was, it was kind of a game. It was a game of chess, really, and with the team selections as well. And then some of those Limerick boys still came on, like Keen Lynch came on, Mike came on. So it had a bit of a weird feel to it, yeah. considering that they probably are the two top teams in the country at the moment. But we didn't see. Well, definitely we saw Tip's best hand, but we definitely didn't see Limerick's best hand. Would it be outrageous of
3: me to suggest that? Noel McGrath is in hurler of the year contention no I don't think so he's been fantastic not at all not at all yeah, yeah. Like, like he was un- up there. he's unbelievable the weekend again and he's getting scores and he's just pre- like producing unbelievable ball in and I think he's there like he's I phenomenal. know there's going to be a forward get it probably but like
0: forwards do normally get but yeah midfielder he's in with a shout um quickly on Cork and Clare because we're tight on time here with John we have 7 minutes before we leave to get him on the train um Cork and Clare, I'm not overly surprised that Clare ended up winning this game. They had to produce some type of performance in Ennis in front of their home um fans and also there was they were getting so much backlash that they weren't even playing for the jersey anymore. Um but you know they got the result, but again it ended up being a nothing result. And Shawnee, from a Cork perspective, does it concern you that you lost that game or you think look, that's okay, we are roll on now, we're in, we're into the, the Ireland series?
1: no it, it concerns me all right i i, I really wasn't i wasn't overly happy with it because you know Cork knew that going into it like you know they really they had to win really you know, like that had to be on their minds they had to win if they wanted to go back in muscle filing and which they would have wanted to do but also like that pressure was there in front of them and while well, they did stand up to it but they didn't deliver in terms of getting the result so that is concerning and you know there's like the fact that there was a goal in 17 seconds, and there have two goals gone in again, which were, if you've seen them, the goals weren't the best. The best of defence from Cork, and you know there's still question marks there in that Cork defence. You know the way they're switched on, and you know what type of a system they have there. But um, yeah, it's not too uh, too pleasing from a Cork point of view. But look, as you said, we got we got the result and we're through, and we have to move on from there. So to new a new championship now from. Look, Sean, Sean,
3: the way it is you're going to be playing the losers of Kilkenny and Wexford. So Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah exactly. So it, you know but it, there's a chance there's a
3: chance there, there any it?
1: Well, it is Kikinian, it's Kakini in the said a chance, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, the and the other side of it too though, like I think it's fair to go over the cracks for Claire. Like, I mean they've had a dismal campaign and the two lads, Dole Maloney and uh Jerry O'Connor, like I I just don't I don't see that team progressing any any much further with the two of them and it's a kind of a a moral victory really which they don't really need because they're only you know they're going to into the, the season with a win and it's not you know it's been a dismal year for them to be honest like so it's been a dismal On year have
0: having said that if Limerick had play, played their, their strongest 15 and turned over Tipperary they were, Cork were gone yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? True. Like, is in like, but, and, and Cork like, actually needed to win that true. game, yeah. not to rely on someone else. You yeah. know what I mean? And they ended up having to rely yeah. on Tipperary to win. That's so why. Like,
1: that's why. That's why it is disappointing, Liam, because you know it, it was put up to them and they had to win and they didn't produce it. And I don't know going forward, they'll, they'll really need to turn around again. Is it? And not do they have to take a loss again to turn around and have a a Performance again, like they did against Limerick when they got beaten by Tipperary in the first round. Well, a
0: loss, and they're gone, Johnny. You know, it, it's, it's, well, no. that's it's that's not, what I'm it's not going now. So, well, did.
1: the trajectory is we lose and then we win the next one. So, we should win the next one, and yeah, that's that's
0: the way it goes. <laughs> we should win the next one, yeah. Anyway. I think,
2: I think the interesting thing though, like, there's nothing to be said about the game, Monster at the weekend, Tip and Limerick with shallow And clear up a performance, Cork were terrible. But it's all going to change now for the next six games or seven games they're left in the championship because they're nearly all going to be in Crow Park and they're going to be all, you're going to lose that provincial atmosphere that Jan was talking about. You're going to have way more space. And first up, I know we're not pre, but like, how will Kilkenny and Wexford deal with all the space? It's very hard to say who's going to benefit out of that because both of them will probably prefer the tighter field. And then how do Tipperary and Limerick and Cork go when they get to Crow Park? Obviously, Cork's forwards are going to love it Look, with their I backs. Don't, I, I don't think if Cork... they're getting opened up like.
0: Yeah, because the Cork... If
2: they're getting opened up like that in in, in, the, in the Munster venues. Their backs are going to be absolutely annihilated in Crow Park.
0: Well, those quarterfinals giggles will probably be in Turles, I reckon. I I doubt they'll play the quarterfinals oh. in Crow Park. Oh yeah, you're, yeah. You're so Cork, right, Cork yeah. or might play the Parky Cueve because in you order know, they have to pay for that stadium down there. So it, <laughs> it, it, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I reckon. We won't. We'll, we'll do the preview next, maybe next week of the of the provincial finals. But yeah, it is a fair point to make how that is going to change things. And now that it is straight knockout, it does bring a different edge to it again. John, you wanted to say something yeah. there?
3: No, 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 I don't. You're think. you're t- yeah, commander. Thanks John Cheers. Yeah, you're looking well over. It. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, I think all, all, all in all, I think the four experts the four, uh, four Lancer teams this year just went hammer and tongs at it because, and it was unreal competitive. Munster was just, it was it was a damp whimper. Like, it was interesting on the last weekend because it was actually permutations, but the two teams who were probably in the permutation zone, like Limerick and Cox, just didn't go in and put up a fight at all. So it's very hard to kind of describe, like, what the Munster Championship did this year, but it'll also be very interesting when it comes to the games, Munster versus Leinster, to see where the differences lie in terms of free-flowing hurling versus hard-hitting and all that, and which one comes out on top. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think what the Munster champ pulled up this year was that just that the Tipper area are miles ahead of the pack at the moment. And, hmm. and it's like it's looking like it's theirs to lose this year. They all, they're all learning for them. And that's, I think, what's come out of Munster. That's the story that, that's in my head and you he, of Munster this year
0: okay guys we're going to have to leave it there it's 16 minutes to john's train so i have to get in the car he has his fold-up bike that he brings on the train He cycled over to the house here from from uh Muckalee, and uh i noticed
1: that on the yeah. um,
0: instagram story all right. we're going to we're going to put the bike in the boot here now and we will head towards uh mcdonough station see you that thanks very much boys very good we we'll talk to you thanks, soon lads. good luck Bye-bye.
1: good night god bless good luck. <laughs>